Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Tackle Shop Live. What's up? How are you, the Tammy's in the house? How are you doing? Good to see ya. Dave Richardson. What is up? Joseph Cascarino. Johnny Cop. What's up, Johnny Cop? What I always tell you about him. I know. I like calling him Joseph. <laughs> yeah, Mike Hayer's in the house. Freddie Mackey. I can hear that. <laughs> Don Roder. What's up, Don Roder? Matt, Matt Weimer's in the house. He was here today. He's yeah, off tomorrow. He's going fishing tomorrow. Oh. Man, oh, man. That's good. Yeah, he's going fishing. Gary Bechtel, what do you say? Danny Pouch, James Frady, what's up, brother? They still calling for 90 tomorrow? I think it's going to be nice tomorrow, man, really nice. I don't know what's going on with this weather. It's out of control. What was it like outside today for those of us that were allowed to go outside? Beautiful. I don't know. It was nice out there, I guess. Raymond Barton, how are you? What's going on? Jeff Santangelo. <laughs> hey, I heard uh, on news today that uh, all electric in Columbia is going out tomorrow, so you might as well go fishing. Ah, nice. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a problem. I with wouldn't that. have a problem with that at all, man. Right on, man. Ed Renowski, how you doing? Jerry Otto. Andre's back in the house. Mike Barr, as always. How you doing, Mike Barr? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, fishing Erie on Sunday. Don Roeder going fishing the Erie. All right, Don. Sounds like, uh, uh, you know what that sounds like to me? A slug fest. Great plan. Yeah, great, great plan. plan. Slug fest. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot better than this time of the year on Erie. Michael Juart. Yeah, man, I'll tell you, we got a nice, nice uh crew in here jack hinkles here yeah new york we uh, got snow on thursday i know uh it's the weather's all over the place probably really, gets snow really on sunday and it was chilly over the weekend was it the weekend it was chilly no last weekend chilly last today weekend. and hot tamale yeah it's crazy so good to see everybody here uh for another edition of tackle shop live uh we love doing this we come at you every thursday night at seven o'clock with some great information. Uh, Bring it so, hard. Yeah, man. We talk tackle, we talk tournaments, and we talk technique. And tonight is no different. Tonight's show is going to be on swim jigs. We're excited about that. We love fishing the swim jig, and swim jig season is coming up real quick on us. Um, you definitely want to want to listen in and hear some of our tips. Um, we learned them from the best, and we are passing them along to you, as we always do. Uh, yeah, Eric Current, man, good to see you, buddy. Thanks a lot for stopping in. Now, uh, big announcement. Big announcement. I've been saying it every week. Tomorrow is the start of the buy-in for the SummerSlam tournament. Uh, we are so excited. It's here already. I cannot believe it. Man, it's just time clicks by so quick. 
But it is here. The SummerSlam tournament is going to be in full swing starting tomorrow. You can do your buy-in. Um, for all you guys that know, you know. For all you don't, I'm going to tell you right now. It is the greatest tournament ever. The entry fee is. I agree. It is. The entry fee is a purchase of tackle that you all get to keep. And therefore, everybody is a winner in this tournament. So that is what it's all about. It's about everybody getting involved. People who never fished tournaments before, this tournament is for you because you are going to win your $250 worth of tackle. It's not a donation at all. You get to keep your tackle. So everybody's a winner. This tournament is exciting. Our payout this year is exciting. We're going to be paying out uh, over $8,000 in, uh, in cash. And uh, we do our annual our, our, our tackle toss during the tournament. So that's a lot of fun. But the buy-in that you want to understand is, and that's our sponsors, Shimano, G. Loomis, Jackal, and PowerPro. They are the, the four sponsors of this event, and you can pick $250 worth of tackle from any one of those companies, mix and match, whatever you want to do, a little of this, a little of that, whatever, just got to equal $250, and you are entered into the tournament and you can go out and try to whack a big bag and win the winning prize. And I, last year, we paid $2,000 for first place, so that was cool. And uh, we paid, I think, 17 spots last year, so or 18 spots, one or the other. Uh, so we're not going to do it again. We get 100 boats. It's one in five. That's the way we roll. And uh, you might get a shot at getting all your, your entry fee money back, too. So, I mean, you know, not only do you get you keep your tackle, but you get some cash. Um, so... Make sure, a couple of things. Caitlin, my daughter, <laughs> who you don't want to get on the wrong side of her, she is in charge of the uh, applications. And she told me to tell you guys that you must have your application filled out in 100%. Both anglers need to have it filled out and signed and brought into the shop and given to us or emailed to us prior to the tournament along with your receipts of, of your purchase, so we know that you're paid up in full. And uh, you don't want I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, I raised her, and I don't know where she gets it, but she will rip you up. She will absolutely rip you up if you don't have this done properly. So <laughs> make sure that when you guys sign up, that you both sign your application and you bring the application filled out 100% prior to the 21st or the... Uh, what is it, the uh, June 21st, right? Or, I'm sorry, May 21st. That's a little better. Yeah. Prior to May 21st. I don't know what I'm thinking here. And then we'll sign you in, and then you guys can come to the tournament and pull your number the morning of the tournament and uh, pay your lunker fees at the ramp, and you're ready to roll. So just make sure you do that. It's a lot of fun, but you got to make sure the applications fill out right because I'm telling you she's hot on this big time. All right, so starting tomorrow, buy-in starts. You can buy online through the website. Uh, we will we will earmark it right away, and we will pull your order, make a copy of it, and save it until we get your application. Um, we will see who's doing what there. You can even call us and tell us that you did it through the through there, or you can email us and tell us that you did it through there just to double-check, and uh, we will make sure you guys are all signed up. And I'll tell you what, Mike, you know, again – I'm looking forward to this tournament as well 
meeting everybody. But we're also going to do social media out there. Oh, we go on the water, don't we, Nick? Oh, yeah, we get... We make people famous. We do. <laughs> we make you famous. And we ain't afraid of boarding the boat. So, I mean, if we're coming in on you, we might just jump on the boat and yeah, board the Mike, boat. Mike's been known to board I've a boat. Been, I've been known to board boats. So, you know, but we're going to come around. We're going to talk to you guys while you're on the water. Make sure you're having a good time. And uh, we're going we're gonna to be filming for sure. So, you might be famous. So, it'll be a lot of fun. It's, it's always a lot of fun. And uh, we do it all out of out of fun. So. And what's cool too about it, Mike, is like you said, the tackle toss. I mean, I looked up at the sky last year, and I'm telling you, it blotted out the sun. <laughs> I and, did. <laughs> and the other thing is too, it's like you don't need to be a pro to come fish this tournament. No, no, it's not. It's not what it's about. Anybody can win. Anybody can win. That's you right. know, we bring some of the we bring some of the hammers uh, to the tournament, but it's funny because uh, you know it's it's. Over the years, we've had so many different people win and cash checks. People who came to this tournament, like Mark, who's listening tonight. Um, Mark, uh, I think he he fished it two years now, and I think he cashed a check in both of them. But his first year, he ended up in eighth place. Never been there before. Fished it one time. Just went down on a whim with his with with his what now wife, and they uh, practiced for a couple of days and. And uh, the next weekend, they went down to fish a tournament and came in eighth place. It's, it, you know, anybody, anybody can win. Anybody can cash a check in this tournament. It's, 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 it's cool because purchasing the tackle um, allows you to relax when you're fishing. And the problem with tournament fishing is you, you don't relax. You don't think properly. You don't think like you do when you're just fun fishing. Well, this will allow you to calm down. And just go ahead and fish away and have a good time. What happened? Uh, something I was going to talk about sold out. Oh, sold out. <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible. Uh, so, anyway, um, everybody who is listening tonight, I want you to tell your friends about it. This is a great opportunity to get into tournament fishing. This is what George and I and uh, Patrick Lathan's dream was all about, was to get new guys into fishing and get everybody involved with this type of tournament angling and enjoy yourself out on the water and have great camaraderie with people and, uh, and just enjoy the show because we do put on a great show. Uh, Weigh-in is fun. Um, everything about it's a good time. So starting tomorrow, you guys can sign up. Fill out your applications, get them into us. You'll get on the roster, and we're looking for a hundred boats in this tournament. Uh, so don't dilly dally. Get in. Get in while you can. We're, we're we, we you know we got to. They're only allowing us to park a hundred boats. So uh, you know, get in while you can. We might sneak a couple over. We always do, George and I. So uh, what what Butch doesn't That's know. That's just a suggestion. Yeah, a hundred's a suggestion. Yeah, what Butch doesn't know won't hurt him. Um, so anyway, there you have it. So, um, get involved, get, get online, order it up and we'll see you the 21st of May at the Bay Northeast river back at anchor Marine for the 2023 SummerSlam tournament. You don't want to miss it. Okay. There you have it. And, um, now the other thing, um, too, is, uh, Nick got a hold of uh, the guy who won, George, George Miller. George Miller uh, for, for, uh, last week won the rod and the fishing trip with Nick. And we thank you, Nick, for, for uh, uh, doing that. So he's all set up. They have a trip planned. They're going to go fishing. He was in for the rod. 
picked up the rod. Right. And he bought a reel to go with it. Nice. Yeah, so he's all set up with that thing. He's And, and he told me he's going to throw out and hopefully catch a five-pound bass on the first cast. I hope he does. All right on. <laughs> he's going to save it for when he goes out with you. All right. So, uh, everybody's getting in here. Thanks so much for stopping by. Uh, Dave Dave Richardson and all you boys, South, South Jersey fishermen, what's happening? Uh, man, it's good to, good to see you guys. Michael Bradley. Um, let's get this show rolling. We're, we're going to do this section, and we love this section the most. This is called Tackle Talk. <laughs> All right, this is a Susquehanna Fishing Tackle and SFTTackle.com, and we sell the hell out of tackle, so we also <laughs> like to talk about tackle. And what are, we, what are we talking about today, George? I see a pile of stuff over there that is just freaking awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, I have a few things that I want to bring up uh, and point out. Uh, first of all, we have a hundred count bags of Sankos in, I think it's 10 of the most popular colors. Yeah. Um, That's awesome they brought that back. Well, yeah. I mean, they used to do it, but the, the new company is doing it now. They just did a limited time run on it. Um, but, you know, if you're a big time Sanko guy, A, you know, it's smart that you won't run out of your favorite flavor. And B, you know... Save a ton to my, of money. Yeah, according to my math, you're saving uh, 12 cents a stick. Yeah, that's so, a lot of money. You know, if you buy the 10-count pack, it's 77 cents a piece. And if you buy the 100-count pack, it's 65 cents a piece. So, you know, for all you... Uh, Mathematicians. Uh, uh, price conscious or, <laughs> or save when you can, right? Save when yeah. you can. Yeah. Take advantage of when you can save. And these now and these days, you know, these times, the way it is, this is it. So once a done run, we got, you know, we got we got. Uh anyways, I wanted to bring that up. We got a nice pile of them. To the crew. Yeah. We do. We have uh, We have a lot of our my top five colors. You can go back through my the 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 um uh social media. I did that top five thing. The nine twelves here, the uh the the black and blue number two. Um, the green 021. 021 and the um, green pumpkin 297. 297 is here and the baby bass it's all here it's all here lots of lots of good ones yeah. yeah good stuff so they're in the house finally um, and last week we talked about muddy water and springtime, and we talked about some spinnerbait colors, but we really didn't point out some of the brands that make a nice out-of-the-package red kicker blade. You know, not every brand does that, which I don't know why. I mean, if I was hog collar or some other brand that made a really nice spinnerbait, you know, I would focus on a red kicker blade because it's so effective. And, uh... Some of the blades, some of the brands, some of the spinner baits, we're going to go over here just real quick. Of course, everybody likes the War Eagle, right? Yep, they had that for a while. Now, my favorite is the Indiana blade. You'll mm -hmm. notice that I picked out my favorite. Mm. 
So they, this they, is they a, have at a couple different different designs of that, right? Right. 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 This is a half ounce. They make it in three eighth ounce. Uh, and you have a Colorado, which is red, and the Big Thumper, Indiana. And the, yeah, this is a uh, number seven. Yeah, I would call it a six, seven, six or seven. I don't know. Nobody's fought. Nobody. The, all these different blade manufacturers are not consistent. They, they aren't. Hildebrandt. <laughs> the one you got the other day looks like a frying WTF, pan. WTF, dog. I mean, here we go. <laughs> he got the one look like a frying pan. <laughs> this blade here is smaller than this blade here. Does anybody on their right freaking mind agree with that? <laughs> it's not even this close. blade is smaller than this blade. <laughs> This is a number seven Indiana. This is a number six Indiana. Look at that thing. Well, I think they got the number screwed for up. For the whole world, this is a number seven Indiana. <laughs> for Yakima Bait Company, up uh, Washington State. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. I freaking got it. George, George, don't go Washington down that road. Washington <laughs> State. I got it. Don't go down that road. I got it. <laughs> So, anyways, War Eagle, three-eighths, oh, half. <laughs> the three-eighths is going to have a six Indiana. It's going to have a five Colorado. You can get this in Colorado, 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 Indiana. Or you can go to their River Rat series, mm-hmm. right? And you can do Colorado Willow. Mm-hmm. River Rat series is some off-the-wall colors. How about copper chartreuse and black? Mm. Oh, my. Mm. Get the net. And then, of course, one of our most favorite spinnerbait and jig companies on planet Earth. Ah. The good folks from Thomasville, Georgia, Mm. Mm -mm. with appropriate-sized blades. Yep. Yep. Following the trend that... You know, the U.S. imperial system has established, okay? Not some freaking out-there organization. Yep. And this is called their Hoosier yeah. series. Which is really where that and every started, time right? I, every time I see that sticker, I think of Gene Hackman and the boys playing basketball. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Yeah. The stallion even agrees with me. Yeah. Yeah, hey, what the, uh, isn't that where that that blade kind of originated? Was out in the Midwest. The, the kicker blade. Negative. No. Can you say Oklahoma? Isn't that Midwest? Well, yeah, I guess that would be Midwest. <laughs> what do they call that? The flyover states. Yeah. Yeah, that is an yeah, Oklahoma right. byproduct because. The, Oklahoma has pioneered muddy water also. Oh, my God. They they got the red water out there, yeah, man. Yeah, red clay. Red clay water. Red clay. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that is the Midwest. Yeah. Well, it's close to it anyway. If, if it's not, it's damn close to it. And the last one I want to point out to you <clears throat> here on Tackle Talk is the Power Finesse series from Z-Man. And, and mm. you know, let's not get hung up on the blades, although, you know, a number uh, Five Indiana. That's about right. Five Indiana. Well, blades are perfect. Yeah. But this bait features a brown wire, mm-hmm. which is extremely strong. Tons of vibration. These baits you can catch, and it's got killer vibration, mm-hmm. but it's not like you go a light wire for vibration. This has got killer strength. 
So, you know, I thought tonight on Tackle Talk, I would bring up a red clicker, kicker, blade, blitz. Yeah. Right? Damn. Like it. You know, I mean, we love talking about tackle. Right? I like Who it. does not? Anybody watching right now, raise your hand if you don't like what, talking about tackle. Mm, we love talking about we tackle. we love it. We love it here. And we have a little segment. And we don't, right? really, we don't even really care if you don't like it. No, they like it. They like it, though. They like it. Hey. You remember back in the early days, Bob, he didn't like it. Bob didn't like it. No. Yeah. No, Bob didn't like it. Bob, he did not like it. Bob, I think now. Bob, no, he's still watching. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, he likes it now. All right, Bob. Yeah. I was going to say yeah, he likes mean. it. Um, oh, wait a second, George. I never really introduced ourselves when we started. Not really well. I didn't do a good I job at that. And, out, and I know, think there's a lot of people, a lot of people in here now. And uh, we are, we are Tackle Shop Live, and we have myself, Mike Acord. This is George Acord right here. And behind the camera is cameraman Nick. And we bring it to you every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. But every great organization yeah. has what I like to refer to as yeah. the movers and the shakers and the get it done. Get her done, people. Nick, give me some get it done. <laughs> There's some get it done right there. Ah, look at that, huh? And that right there, walking ladies tall, and baby, gentlemen, walking tall. is the stallion. That is the stallion right there, and he absolutely gets it done around here. When you come in here and stuff's running like a well-oiled machine and you don't know why, that's why. <laughs> and you know what well-oiled machines do? Yeah. They don't, you don't see them. Huh? They just run. They just run. Forever and ever. And ever and ever. So that's stallion. our boy Brian Weimer right there, yep. better known as the stallion. Yep. And he stopped by tonight to uh, get some. You know what? My man had some hours to kill, so he came in and worked a little extra. Telling you, the guy just shows up and just works when, when uh, you know, when we when we need him and we don't and we don't know if he's going to come. He comes. Get her to, now he's hanging out for free beer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I would too, dog. You deserve it. <laughs> yeah, Every absolutely. show needs a beer bitch, and we have one. <laughs> All right, man. What else you got? You got a couple other goodies over there. We got to talk oh, about. Oh my, do I ever! Check this out. The Respect Series Color of the Month landed today. Now, for all of you longtime Mega Bass guys with us, we don't even bother to put the Respect Series colors on the website because it does, it, it they really can't. don't last. You can't. Once in a while, we get a few extras, and we have a little corner. If you ever come into the shop, we have a little Respect Series corner, totally divorced from the Mega Bass wall. Yeah. And it's got its own little spot coming on. So, yeah. uh, what we have is... The brand new... Red Eye. They call it shrimp or something. Glass shrimp. And you're looking at it here in the Pop Max. Now, what I like about this is the blue glimmer. You get that clear water. You get those kind finicky of washed fish. out a little bit on the screen, but that's okay. It's just a little washed out, but it's a little bit more blue glimmer than what you're seeing there. It's not quite as matte as you might think. I love on the Pop Max that they went with a, a brown feather. Mm, I like that. You know, because the backs of a lot of those shads are brown. Yeah, I like that. Pop Max. Yep. Pop X. You don't. You don't you, see that. You don't see that too often. You don't see them in Pop X. No, 
no, that you do pop, now. That's Pop X. There's more. There's more. X Nanahan 75. Yep. Nanahan, I should say, X 75. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, and, of course, let me turn my kicker off here. And, of course, the world-famous 110. Of course. You better get you some of them. Of course. Then your favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. This is my real favorite. Yeah. Then your favorite. Giant Dog X. Oh, son. Get the net. One of the best walking topwater baits ever made on planet Earth. Although, I differ from Mr. Megabass in that I like a feather on mine. Mm-hmm. I usually run a feather with mine. I call it doggy feather. Yep. Okay. Then we have the Quiet Griffin. That thing's awesome. For all you uh, BFSs, guys out there, there you go. Quiet Griffin. And that, then we have the BFS Griffin. Oh, there it is. Look at that little dude. Here's a comparison. Quiet Griffin, BFS Griffin. Beautiful. So Beautiful. we have those in stock in the... Uh, now, George, they're the spec not... series color. As you said, they're not online, but you guys can absolutely call here to shop and or Yeah, no. And and we will we, yeah. we will pull the order for you. Yes. They, they they sell out right away, usually. So and I don't know if we got an extras. I, I have respectable quantities yeah. on most baits, but yeah. uh this color has been highly anticipated. I do not see this color last in a couple days. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah, that's all that's right. That's fine. There's gonna be there's oh hey, I already got next yeah. month's ordered. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, look at that color, Nick. That's beautiful right there. That is absolutely beautiful. Uh, that color makes me think of Lake Marburg. Yeah, you're right, bro. That would be a perfect, perfect one for Lake Marburg. I'm not sure how mm-hmm. deep that little griffin runs. I'm going to say, uh, I don't know. doesn't say on the package, really. It's not a deep diver. It's four Looks to f- me like it's going to run about three feet deep. Yeah, three, four feet. I like it. It's pretty cool-looking bait. Just love that color, man. That, 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 uh. Hue that that hue of the shad, you know, with those stripes on there, man. It's just it's blue phenomenal. glimmer, blue glimmer, just unbelievable. Yeah. So you guys should really like that. You definitely want to jump on that right away. You can start calling us after the show. Not tonight. <laughs> but not what after the show. Normally we don't listen. We don't answer the answer the phone. You can call all you want tonight, but nobody's going to yeah. answer the phone. Yeah. Now I got one more thing I'm going to talk about here, boys, but. Uh, and I apologize. I'm just bringing it up because we got some, uh, even though they're probably already sold out. So keep this in mind. If you go to the website and you order, what is look, it? Look, at, look at the bottom where it says in red, out of stock, back order. And just know that you're in line for the next batch. And we are literally the first shop in the country to have ordered these. We ordered these before they were ready for us to order these. So we got them, and we stacked orders every single month for a year. What is that thing? That's called the Chad Shad. There it is. There it is. 
The Chad Chat is in the house. Well, not really, but there's a couple here. Yeah, well, you know, I'm excited about it. We we, we had thousands of people ask us about it. So this is a a collaboration between Spro and KGB Swim Baits. Okay? And this name of this model is the Chad Shad. I love that thing, man. That thing is so cool. This thing is so cool. And we had a wonderful discussion at ICAST, as as Nick had mentioned earlier. Yeah, with, with the guy that built with it. KGB Swim Baits mm-hmm. and got the scoop about yeah. the resin, the weight. This is a kind of what you would call a slow rate of fall, three to four foot runner. Right, mm-hmm. is how it's designed. Now, obviously, you can modify it. You know, you can wrap this hook shank in lead tape. Yep. You can put suspend strips on. You can hang my favorite way, hang little drop shot weights on the front hook hanger. Mm-hmm. Now, these hook hangers, oh, swivel, swivel. That way, the fish can't use the bait and throw it. Well, you have a two and a quarter ounce bait here, and that's like a. Mm-hmm. Claw hammer pulling a nail, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, these Gamagatsu hooks, they're nice. They look to me like uh, number ones, I would say. 2X. Just eyeballing them. But you know what I really like about this bait? The price. The horizontal line tie. I like the price. Horizontal line tie. $59.99. Yeah, that's what I like about I'm it. I'm gonna say six colors. It's not Casey Helper. It's not hundred. It's fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, so you, it's a hell of a buy. This could be an indication of more to come quickly. Or this could be like uh yeah. sorry. Yeah. But anyways, I don't know if we have any left or not, but I know that one's left. Well, maybe not. Yeah. And remember, if they're out of stock and you order them, consider that you're in line. George, th- this is a special item that most people probably never threw anything like this before. What kind of gear do you need for something like this? Yeah, so, I mean, this is, a, this is what's known as a glide bait, okay? And for those of you who are not in the swim bait world yet, a glide bait means it comes through the water kind of <laughs> like this. Right? Now, you can manipulate the action of the bait with your retrieve. Um, you can make this bait do, you know, quite a few things. You know, the most the most famous talked about on a glide bait is making a turnaround. But they we're, work not, we're not really going to get into... Yeah, you know the proper many tech. We're gonna do that. We're gonna have a big time swim bait show. I'm chucking them mothers right now, um, big time. But this is what's known as a glide bait. So rod and reel wise, Nick. Um, what Mike and I like are seven eleven eight foot. Um, I I like the double extra heavy. Um, X Pride. And Mike is fishing the eight foot um, Tatula Elite swim bait rod. Ish Monroe. Ish Monroe swim bait rod. He, he's my boy. That's why I got it. And those 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 yeah, rods, you need those rods to throw it. You do. You they do. give you the they give you the leverage. Yeah. The hook set power. They give you the backbone so that you can aggressively cast it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
You can cast with a slightly underpowered rod, but it's more of a lob. Those of you who have fished an Alabama rig without the right rod, you know what I'm saying. But with the right rod, you can you can correctly cast, put the bait where you want it to be. Um, Real-wise, I'm a big fan of the 300 series tranks. Mike is fishing the 300 series Tatula. Yeah, like it so far. Line-wise... I'm a big fan of 25 fluorocarbon. Yeah. I don't know what Mike's fishing. I'm fishing 20 right now. 20, 25. Yeah. And that's about where you want to be. And I don't know if it's right yet, so I'm messing I'm messing with some lines. I'm, I, I mean, those, that's right, but that's is, about where you want to be. This is Mike's year of the swim bait, of the glide bait and the swim bait, so, you know, I'm throwing a lot of different stuff. But uh, that's about what you want to do. Yeah, That's what you need to throw that stuff. And I tell you, you know, that, that rod, those rods can go down pretty light, you know. That's the thing that, you know, but – to take a rod that's light and try to go heavy, it's it's a problem. So we're gonna we're learning a lot about it in a couple weeks, maybe like a month. We're gonna have a show on it because we're fishing a lot of swim baits right now, and and we got the chance to talk to a guy who makes them over over in uh, eastern part of the state, and uh, this guy was like spilling the spilling the juice on it on how he fishes them, and this guy, man, he's pitching this thing in trees and he's pitching it around stuff and. So it's neat. It's neat to see how how guys are doing it, and uh, so we're going to have a nice show on that, George. Sometime. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, and we're going to have some guys on there. It, yeah, it's going to be about six weeks from now. Yeah. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna have a swim bait show. Yeah, for sure. Which will kind of give you give you some motivation for the fall swim bait season. Well, summer too. I mean, you catch them all, all year long. Well, it's a year round bait, it's but year round. But peak peak time zone spring right and now. fall. Right now. Um. Right and now. guess what? We're gonna we're gonna break that down as as we like to do. We yeah. like to break a po- a topic down. Yeah. Um, it's just. Yep. It's what we like to do. Yeah, Greggy Plank goes in today at five five thirty, and he was hanging around in about a couple minutes till six when we we're getting ready to close. He's like, "Hey, did you guys get those swim bait things in yet?" Oh, matter of fact, we did. So he's one of the first ones around anywhere to have one. So congratulations for you, Greg Plank. Our good friend, Go, Go, Gomez. Go, Go, Gomez. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you, pal. David Schottelmeyer, what, bra- what brand of line? Uh, we're fishing, um, I think I put on there uh, FC Sniper 20. I'm fishing 25 high seas. Um, we're fishing them all right now. We're fishing some 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 Seaguar, some, some uh, Sunline. We're fishing a lot of high seas. So we're messing with some stuff. Yeah. I hate fluorocarbon, so. You need to get over that. I am. I'm working on it. That's good. Uh, okay, Ben McCubbin. How you doing, buddy? You got anything else, George, for Tackle Talk? You know, I think I'm going to keep it at that tonight. All right. I got well, a couple other things here, but uh, it seems like it's getting a little wordy for me. Okay, so so there you have it. Tackle Talk in the books. We've got all that great tackle to check out. Uh, some of the new stuff, some of the stuff that we wanted to highlight, as we always do, make sure you go to sfttackle.com. You can check it all out on there. We have a great website that you can really look at the pictures and see what it's all about and check out all the colors. And as far as the Respect Series, you got to call here, call the shop to starting tomorrow, and, uh, and we will uh, pull your orders for you right away, and you will get a chance to get them. So there you have it. Um, all right, we got a great crew to hear in here tonight. Um, 
man, we got a bunch of guys watching. Why don't you guys do us a favor and check out our Facebook page, uh, our TikTok page, our Instagram page, and our YouTube page, and like and share that with all your friends and put some comments on there. Comment in in the section down there, and we'll and we always check them. We always read our comments. Uh, we know what's going on with you guys. We appreciate everybody checking in with us. But uh, but uh, yeah, like and share and comment on our on our ins- on our uh, social media, and that would help us out immensely and keep us in touch, which is what it's all about. All right, now we got some other talk we have to do, George. Let's do a little bit of tournament talk. Just touch on it. You know, I'm always down for that, man. I know you love. I know he loves. It makes me feel like I'm working at Sports Center. Tournament talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, after a little bit of a dry spell, and a couple uh, of weeks, couple of weeks, the Elite Series tournaments uh, started today, and uh, we had a ball watching it. Put it up on the big screen all day long today. We were watching it, and we were watching our boy Greg De Palma fishing and catching him and rooting him on. And uh, how did how did Greggy end up? This turned out to be a friggin' slugfest. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, wow. I mean, when you're in 42nd place with 17 pounds and 15 ounces, yeah, uh, they're getting caught. They're getting caught big time. Um, and you mentioned the drone footage, which was, which I noticed too. I mean, they had some crazy. spectacular drone footage. Crazy, you know. The 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 this is a uh, Lake Murray, South Carolina. It's a big blueback herring lake, as anyone who follows the sport knows. But yeah, you know, the blueback herring are spawning. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of cruise around and cruise around, and then every now and again they get their spawn on. And they like shallow red clay points. Oh, yeah. They like shallow bars. Yeah. Uh, They usually like, you know, like a shad spawn. They usually like early morning. Yeah. But the last couple nights was so cold down there that the the blueback herring bite was getting started a little later. And, and, you know, it, it... They were finicky it, this morning. It will continue through the day. Yeah, and the fish were very finicky, you know. So a lot uh, of the guys who had that wasn't boom. quite as cold last night, but it was still yeah, yeah. a little a little Tom- nipper for the little tads. Yeah, tomorrow they're calling for a big win, so we'll see how that whole thing works out. Yeah, and if you've ever seen a blueback herring, it's just like a really big shad, but much more slender profile. I forget who the guy was who was throwing that topwater super spook, um, and he caught a fish in it, and, and he reeled it up, and it spit out. You know, one of those big things, herring. and it was big. It was, it was. Yeah, they're they're a long, slender bait, and yeah. you yeah. know, back in the day, um, Sabil created what's called the magic swimmer, mm-hmm. which was a tremendous swim bait, still being still. made today. It's yeah. owned by, you know, Berkeley mm-hmm. Pure Fishing, mm-hmm. but when you reel this magic swimmer in, the head section stays stationary and just goes through the water mm-hmm. and the 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 way the water like water pressure goes around the head section mm-hmm. it hits the middle section and the back section and and, and it looks like a blueback herring yeah. swimming yeah. they had drone footage today showing blueback herrings about the size of a magic swimmer swimming across this point and 
you know, it's been many, many years since the Sabeel Magic Swarmer came out, and, you know, we used to tout the uniqueness of it. Yeah. And I thought, that looks like a Magic Swimmer, right? You don't even hear people talk about Magic Swimmers yeah. unless you live on Lake Murray, yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, right. So, you know, they have, like, very little head movement, and the back of their tails are just, you know, real tight but but wiggling wiggling like crazy. And it, no wonder that Magic Swimmer is such a great bait on that lake. Now, of course, you know, like any... Like any specialty fishery like that, you know, if you looked at the front decks of these boats, they had, you know, 15 to 20 rods out. And the reason for that is, is when you get on spawning bait, right, it is one fish on this, yeah, one fish on that. And, you know, the, the, the players here are... What do you call that? Frustrating, the most frustrating fishing ever. Oh, it can be. It can be. You know, Mike and I, uh, a little sidebar here, Mike and I were fishing um, for smallmouth a few weeks ago on a gnarly day. We, 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 didn't, we, we tried to stay close to the house because it was really brutal out. And these big balls of spawning, like, minnows, like, not shad-related, but, like, river minnows. Mm-hmm. They were in these balls, you know, just kind of rolling around. Craziest thing I ever seen. And there was five or six of them just rolling past a boat, you know, which is a, a dinner bell ringing for fish. And we literally rolled through, like, nine presentations before we caught a fish. Yeah, it was crazy. And the, the moral of the story is when you watch this tournament, you'll see you'll see a couple fish blow up, you know, because the cameramen are so good. And you'll see them grab their big chrome walking bait, you know, which is anywhere from super spook size on up. Yeah. And they'll bomb that sucker out there, and it's either a super spook or a pencil popper of some sort. Yeah. And they'll... I was going to say that pencil popper style baits. You know, they, yeah, like a gunfish. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and they, or, or they just want to boom, 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 a fast... Aggressive. Shower blow. Shower blow was famous. Shower, the big shower blow is awesome F- down there. Famous for that, yeah. Yeah, the big shower, the 128 shower blow is a big yeah. deal in the chrome. Yeah. Um, most of our chrome were sold out because a lot of these pros fishing these events, like, they're pretty much sucking suck them. They're sucking they them up suck all over the place. planet Earth dry of chrome topwaters. Plus, we had JDP stop in, like, before, before uh, <laughs> he was leaving, and he was like, I need some stuff, man. He was, like, all chrome, like, giant piles of it. Yeah, he was blinging. <clears throat> so, you'll see him jumping. And now another one that we love on Tackle Shop Live that's a big player on schooling bait fish, bite, shad spawn, whatever you want to call it, herring spawn, is mm-hmm. the fluke. Ah, fluke. Love it. You know, the fluke is big deal. Is the is the donkey rig of, uh, allowed in, in that? It is, but it's not a player on these fish. Yeah, I didn't know if it was allowed, though. It is, but it's okay. not a player. Right. It's For some reason, it's a single fluke yeah. at a high rate of speed. They throw the big super super fluke, the giant Super one. fluke. Yeah, plus they throw that big giant one, Oh, too. I'm sure they do. Yeah. But the super fluke is the player. Yeah. A lot of short strikes. So the trick there is they put a treble hook mm-hmm. on before they finish the Texas rigging of the super fluke. Mm-hmm. And they put a keeper on there. Yeah. To keep that treble hook free swinging. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, not to get bogged yeah. down on this, it's 
You know, that is a major component of this tournament. And what I found interesting is it's slicked off, and the guys that were on the points and the guys that were on the bars and they're shallow, they went to a wacky rig. Yeah. You know, wow. which, yeah. I mean, is a bait fish imitation, but. Yeah. It just shows you how, how you have to cycle through so many So things. many baits. I saw guys, you know, in the afternoon, they, they went to drop shot and all kinds of crazy stuff, man, just trying to get bit, and they were swapping rods out. And then that, yeah, I forget that guy's name. He picked up that topwater in the middle of the afternoon on, on one of those clay points that stuck way out. Yeah. It was a sandbar-looking thing that stuck way out, and he pulled, like, five fish off of off the top of that, and they were yeah. blasting that thing. Well, what happens is, is you, you have, like, little periods of wolf packs of bass that are hanging out and a little wad of herring comes swimming by and they make a big mistake. Yeah. And they go to the wrong neighborhood. They do. Right? They do. They make the wrong mistake when they're That's cruising the around. That's the Crips being in the Bloods neighborhood. <laughs> and that never works out well. Right? That's right. They should have switched bandana colors. Yep. Yep. All right. So that's going on, Mike. Um, there are also some bedfish. I saw them guys bedfishing. And the interestingest... A lot of guys got stung on that this morning, uh, I today. I should say the most interesting component is the fry garters. Mm. And we've never really talked about fry garters on Tackle Shop Live, but we will. Mm. So fry garters is a big bass that is hanging around where its fry are growing up. Mm-hmm. And once they get to be a little bigger... And it just kind of hangs out. Make sure the kids are all right. Kind of like. Keeping a little eye on them. Kind of like, you know, neighborhood patrol, mm-hmm. neighborhood watch. Back and forth. Um, you know, it's kind of like the underwater ring camera. Mm-hmm. And you can catch those fish by preying upon what appears to be somebody preying upon the kids. So that's playing. 16 bags over 20 pounds. Gosh, it's crazy, man. 20 on him. On him. 25 8. He yeah. caught an 8. Yeah, he, he caught, caught a 6. Yeah. Freaking You know, guy. he's a big old swim bait chucker. I, I just like him, man. Right? Oh, he just I don't even know what he caught him on. Oh, he's slinging the old swim bait. Swim bait. Don't worry, we'll know tomorrow cuz he'll have a camera boat on him. <laughs> so, yeah, 23 pounds a second, 2211 is third. That would be Drew Benton and Patrick Waters, our boy GDP. Yep. He's in 42nd. Well inside the opportunity to make the cut and fish yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. And, and so, you know, believe it or not, he's only a couple he's only 2 pounds out of out of uh or no Three pounds out of uh, top ten. Yeah. So it's like not even. It's yeah. I think it's l- less than three pounds. Right. So I mean, it's just re- it's really tight in there. It just blows me it blows me away how many twenty pound bags they had. Well, I got this. I didn't to know say that. I didn't. That. I didn't know Lake Murray was that good. Oh, it's spectacular. I didn't know it was that good. It really, I got this really to say about that. Uh, and you heard it here first. I predict the top fifty cut weight tomorrow at thirty three ten. Market Dewey. Mm, that's a little light. No, it's not. It's but light. they're calling for some wind. So if I may be so bold as to ask if I could have a one pound leeway on that. So thirty three ten to thirty four ten. 
is my predicted cut weight. All right. All right. You heard it here first. What is up, Market. Bear Minix in the house? How you doing, buddy? It's been a minute. Good to see you, pal. Gary Schweitzer, what's ha- what's going on? CJ8 Ted, what is happening, brother? Happy SFT Thursday to you also. Uh, hey, we got a hell of a crowd tonight. We got a nice crowd. We got some nice conversations going on in the sidebar there. I'm glad you guys are chit-chatting away and asking questions. We'll try to keep up with you as much as possible. Uh, Dave Schallemeyer, Ike is up there too. Ike, Ike posted uh, 18 pounds. He's right there. He did a great 18 job. 6. Ike is fishing very consistent this year. I love to see it. I love to see his his uh, his demeanor in his tournament fishing right now. It's real laid back and calm. I think that was key for him uh, for this year. Last year, he puts well, way, way too much pressure on himself. You know what he said? What did he say? His bald spot has not increased in size. Yeah. And his testosterone level is spiking. <laughs> That's what he said. I thought he said his ball sack didn't increase in size. <laughs> That's what I thought he said. I'm pretty sure he said ball spot. <laughs> I don't know, man. I had a double take on that one on the TV set. I, I did hear that. That's where we're at. We have high T and no baldness. There you go. All right. Right on. So we wish Ike nothing but the best tomorrow. Yep. Hopefully we can have a jersey. Yeah. Slam coming into this thing on Saturday. That'd be great to see both them guys on top 10. That'd be awesome. Well, let's get through Saturday first. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. There's a little bit of tournament talk for you. And uh, right now we're going to jump into the topic of the day. And that is swim jig fishing. Alrighty. Well, I got a little story about this, George. About swim jigs? Yeah. I don't know what the year was. Uh, I think it was 2006, maybe, or something like that. I was down, and that's when the Elite Series had co-anglers, and I, and I tell, you know, I tell this story all the time because really? I, had, I had a chance. I never really heard of it I had a chance to. I got drawn the first day of the <laughs> tournament. First day of the tournament. I got drawn with Kevin Van Dam, and I was like so excited, you know. And I, we got a chance to talk a little bit, and and um, you know, I didn't even ask him what we were doing. I just was like, I don't really care. I'm just going with Kevin Van Dam. We're going to have a ball, and we went out fishing um, right out in front of uh, Smallwood State Park, and there was a big giant grass bed out there, and we're going around this thing, and we're going around this thing, and I'm catching him on a spinner bait which was pretty cool against Kevin Van Dam. You know, I was I was catching. He was throwing his top water, and these giants were just missing it. They were just – it was overcast, and they just weren't dialing in on it. And while we were going around this this bed – now, this is 2006. I don't know anything about swim jig fishing. Okay, I don't I don't even know what it is. I, I don't even – I don't know why, but I just wasn't educated on it. It just wasn't something we did here. And I'm going around in these circles, and he says a couple of times on, on, on these passes – Man, we ought to somebody, we ought to throw a swim jig. And I think I just think a swim jig's gonna really get it done. And I'm like, what the hell is a swim jig? I mean, what you know, what do you mean swim jig? I'm looking down at my stuff and I'm, you know, we make another pass ten minutes later. We may come around. He said, Man, somebody, we really gotta throw a swim jig in here. Finally, I said, you know what? That's the second or third time you said that. I'm gonna throw. What the hell is it? I said, I got this jig right down here. I and, and at that time I had a Booger Man three eighths ounce 
right? And dude, that was our jam. And my favorite, my favorite trailer, my favorite trailer, which was, and this was a black and blue jig, and it had this ultra vibe speed crawl, which uh, uh, chunk tri- speed chunk, which is George and I's favorite fl- all time, all time favorite flipping flipping uh, chunk. And so I had this rigged up for the tournament day, you know, because I was flipping, flipping grass and stuff. I had it all ready to go and it was laying there. And I, I'm like, Shh, I mean, what, 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 what do you mean, Jake? So I picked up the, the rod and I showed it to him. I said, something like this. And he says, oh, yeah, that'll work great. Just and I said, all right, I mean, what, what do you do? Throw it out and, and swim it back like, like yo-yo it or something. And he's like, just throw it out and reel it just under the surface because the grass was like. The water was like a, like eight inches, ten inches over the grass. He said, "Just clip the top of the grass and reel because you're gonna have to bring that thing pretty quick." And I'm like, "All right, I'll I'll try it." And I chuck that thing out there, and this is no shit. I throw that thing out there. It hits the water. I turn it like six times, and I immediately get bit. And I set the hook and I reel this fish in. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" He says, "That's what I thought." He said, "Let's let's see you do that again. You do that again. And I'm going in for mine." And and I took the fish off, and it wasn't big enough because I already had my three, and I threw it back in the water. I fired this thing out there again, and I turned that thing like four or five, six times, and boom, man, I get bit again. I set the hook. This is blowing me away, fishing a jig like this. Yeah. It's blowing me away. When you first start swim jigging, yeah, it kind of freaks you out. It freaks you out. Because it's like fishing a spinner bait, it's, but there's no thump. It's the craziest damn thing in the world. So, you know, here's a guy who never did it before, never even heard of it before, and being schooled by one of the – at, at the time, the, the best in the world. Uh, and it was just unbelievable that that's how they were biting this thing. And so he, uh, and the cool part of the story is he says, all right, that's what I need to see. And he puts his rod down and he opens up this rod box. And I'm not kidding you, there was a ball of rods. Now, he had a ball of rods on top of his deck, but he had a ball of rods down there. There must have been 40 of them in, the, in his rod locker like this. And, and no, no socks on him. At all. And he reaches down through there and he picks up the, some rods and he picks up some other rods and puts them in his hand. He picks up some other rods and puts them under his arm here like this. And he reaches down there like on the bottom and pulls this freaking rod out of there, George. And he goes, it comes out of there like nothing. Like nothing. You know, if it was me, I'd be in there going, son of a bitch, what the hell? Yeah, we know. You George, know, George just seen that like fifteen times. Oh yeah, day. this guy just reaches in there and goes, <laughs> pulls that I thing mean, out of I there. Mean, I mean, slicker than anything, and he just starts fishing and goes to town and weighs a big bag in it. It was just a great. It's literally great fingernails on a chalkboard. <laughs> but I tell you right now, it was the greatest thing I ever seen in my life, and it was, uh, it's it started a it started something with me that it, it never has never has stopped. It it just never has stopped. Now, well, yeah, I, and 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 you know, I was coming into town for a big event that started the following week. I was coming into town to prefish, and Mike's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. And basically, from that day on, yeah, you know, we've been on a a confidence of a swim jig and on a quest, yeah, to like learn more about it. Yeah, and which in which we have, and 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 you know, getting the, the opportunity. But I always, we never we never used a swim jig. No, we 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 never did. We never did. We didn't we, know. We we would whatever we were flipping. Yeah, we didn't. We, we didn't were know. swimming. We didn't know. And guess what? It didn't really matter. You can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Um, 
you know, but 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 the the ability the 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 fortunate thing was we I had the opportunity and George had the opportunity to fish with people um, who were at the very highest level. Dialed fishing, in, dialed in, and you know that's G- Greg De Palma educated me hugely dialed on in. on uh, swim jig fishing and uh, the way he does it, and uh, of course Kevin Van Dam and and I, all these people I fished with over the years. I just you know, and that's what we want to do here is portray that and pass that on, that information on to you guys. And that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to we're going to talk well, baits and techniques. And you know, how to when do you it. study swim jig, guys, you know, Tom Monsoor is forefront. Okay, he's Mississippi River, which if you guys watch any Missis- upper Mississippi River tournaments, ah, uh, grass. Yeah. Pads, sandbars, current. Um, in my world, if there's grass and current coinciding, it is a swim jig situation. So that can be a lot of what I fish. Rivers, mm-hmm. tidal, yeah. and wind on a reservoir, mm-hmm. a lake, whatever you want to call it. Pinch points. Um, Right, squeeze points. Mm-hmm. If I have grass and current and it's springtime, uh, you can bet I'm fishing a swim jig. Game on. If I have grass and current and it's summertime, you can bet I'm fishing a swim jig. And if I have grass, sandbars, points, and current in the fall... You can bet I'm fishing a swim jig. Would it, would it be safe to say, George, that you need to tie a swim jig on and leave it on? From uh, around here, from about the end of April until the first week of November, yes. So, you know, that's a second. That's another That's another one of the things we talked about. We talked about the Carolina rig, uh, tying that on, leaving it on all year long. Now we're talking about the swim jig and tying that on and leaving it on all year long. Because it doesn't always work. It doesn't. I mean, Mike and I um, fish a circuit on a local uh, reservoir on our river here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's uh, gizzard shad. I mean, gizzard shad Big time. is the forage base. Mm-hmm. And you would think every single day from spawn through till they move offshore... And even then, that you would be throwing some sort of a white swim bait with some sort of a shad swim jig, swim type jig yep. trailer, be yep. it a grub or whatever. We're going to get into that later. Yeah. Or some sort of a shad color, you know, yeah. a shad color, right? Because we crush them on a white spinner bait or something whitish. We crush them on a white chatter bait. Yeah. And there's days. When they want that vibration, they want that sound, and mm. those are the days when they're really aggressive. Yeah. And they just will overlook that swim jig. I don't know why that is. Um, you need to... But when they're on it... You need to try to implement the swim jig... All the time. All the time. Yeah, because when they get on a swim jig, Nick, <laughs> I need to tell you, brother, Yeah, it is, it is like, that's going to... You're going to have... Yeah, well, you're going to have one of your best days of fishing you had in a long time. And I've proven that over and over and over and over. But it just doesn't happen all the time. You have to be able to 
put that swim jig on, fish the swim jig, maybe make a color or two changes to make sure that it's not working, and then just kind of mix the bladed jig in there with it, mix some other stuff in it, and then all of a sudden you'll start to start popping fish, maybe a spinnerbait bite that day, maybe a chatterbait bite that day. But when it's a jig, but when it's a swim jig bite, let me tell you, you're going, awesome. to, you're going to want to make sure you're throwing it. Well, there's a couple of really key, like, peaks when you want to be swim jigging. One of them is in and around the spawn, especially when you have fish that are spawning in and around grass. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we've talked about shell beds, mm-hmm. you know, hollow spots in the grass that are shell beds or mm-hmm. sand. Big, big player. Uh, inside grass lines. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's really hard. You know, I'm not necessarily talking about fish on beds as we are talking about fish that are, you know, pre-spawn, post-spawn, and milling around in those areas. And the swim jig is dynamite in those scenarios, particularly if you have a little current, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, what I found about that scenario is – Typically, and, and, and nothing's 100% in bass fishing, but I'm going to give you one here that, that I think you should follow. Typically, you want a much slower presentation. And I do, and I've talked about this on Tackle Shop Live before, but I do rely on a hybrid retrieve, like part jig fishing, part swim jigging. And what I, what I mean by that is, is when I get into an area that I, that I deem as a as a staging area in the grass, not necessarily fish on beds. I'm sort of fan casting that area. I might have my poles down, but I'm methodically covering water, fan casting that area. What I like to do is bomb it out there, crank, 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 hit some grass, pop it through, and let it fall. So I pop it through now, and I'm, I'm playing this mind game. Like, when I pop it through that grass, a little puff of mud comes off that grass, and then my bait falls, right? Yeah. And then I kind of drag it a little bit, drag, 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 hit some grass, pop it through, and swim it a little bit. So it's kind of like a hybrid retrieve. I have tremendous confidence in that. Um, That is a spawn time. Now, depending on where you're at, uh, in my in my world, that's usually a bait fish imitation, mm. a perch, yeah, uh, uh, a minnow of some sort, maybe a maybe a bluegill, uh, but there's also crawfish at, at, uh, uh, present. But I'm more going for the bait fish look, uh, especially when I'm tired of water fishing. You know, you got the perch, so I'm I'm kind of down with you know profiles, right? So, a lot of times, that's going to be a boot foot swim bait. It's early. Now, as that season progresses, that's probably going to phase out for me. But when it's early like that, that boot foot swim bait on that swim jig, and when I'm in that perch family, you know, um, you know I want a little orange... I want a little green pumpkin, right? But I'm also looking at my profiles. So if I'm on, like, big largemouth water, I want 
a big profile, right? So I want a, a heavier hook. So I classify this as my big profile. And this is an example. We have many here. This is a hack attack strike king. Gives me a big hook, big profile, DNL swim jig. Full size, big hook, big profile, right? So I'm going to my big profile swim jigs. I'm going to my boot foots. And a lot of times I'll go to like, this is a little dipper. A lot of times I'll go to a skinny dipper and just knock the head off of it. That way it's fatter. It's bulkier. That's when I'm noticing perch. When I'm reeling my baits in and there's yellow perch following me all the time, I, I mean, they're eating yellow perch, okay? Hello. Um, I think the profile, the size is really important to identifying which jig you should be in. I don't think you need to have, like, a million jigs. As a matter of fact, if you look in my swim jig box... There's basically some green pumpkin options. There's basically some black and blue options. All this one's got a lot of purple in it. This is from our good friend Brian Schmidt. Oh, he's a hammer. And there's some white options. Okay. And I kind of keep it basically there. I mean, yes, there's a few bluegills in there and a couple reds. But those are outliers. Let's stay with the core. But the trailer is the big deal. And I made a few notes here, Mike and I did. Um, crawl. So, you know, when they're eating crawls or, you know. Game on with the uh, rage junk. Turbo crawl. Game on. Z-Man Turbo Crawl, Rage Chunk, you name your poison. Rage Crawl, name your brand, name your favorite. Old school. Missile Baits Twin Turbo. Love it. In other words. Well, the thing, the thing, the thing you said is, is correct. What's really, right? yeah. <laughs> you ever see the guy at the car dealership with the freaking, that's the crawl. All right, who's the guy that said Mike slow-mo? You're going to want to slow-mo this one again. <laughs> No, it's like this. No, that's yours. I'm going with the rage curl. <laughs> so, that that's your crawl. And that can play in the spring, summer, not so much in the fall. And that's the, and that's the beauty of it. Like, a couple of jigs with a bunch of different trailers. Right. What you're going to use for other things. is Yeah, which, which you have in your box anyway. I mean, anyway. you're going to flip this. You're yeah. going to use it as a chatterbait you, trailer. You already have it. You can really mix it up. Right. And, and you can really change your trailers around to really match the hatch of what you're going after. Versatility. Versatility. Okay. The other thing we need to get dialed in is the gill. Because when the bass is done spawning... The gills move in, and they start spawning, and bass love them some gills. Now, gills are real important because you need the kicker, right? But what we like to do is turn the kicker this way, right? Is that vertical? or Yeah, it's vertical. Yeah. Just checking. <laughs> He didn't say that. Stallion, Stallion, what would you say? Uh, Vertical? I'm not getting into the 
Okay. <laughs> so what I like here, cameraman Nick, is the the kickers vertical. Um, I like I like terminology. I like watermelon reds and yeah. watermelon candies, right? Yeah. Um, I also like chunk style, uh, creature style baits. Bless you. Bless oh, you. Oh. Bless you. Like D-bomb, right? Yeah. That gives you that nice big yeah. bulky. bluegill, bulky. bulky. Yeah. Now, the sleeper in the bluegill, and I don't... Bless you. Gesundheit. I need help. Farfagnugan. The sleeper in the bluegill, which I don't have up here, is the Zoom Horny Toad. My man! <laughs> I knew you were going to say huh? it. And I knew you were going to bring it up. But, I, so, but I'm fishing green punk. Well, I'm I just wanted to bring this out so I they can see it. it. I love so it. That, I so love they it. can see it and see the profile. And everybody knows what a Horny Toad is. But... Back in the day, that is my sleeper. Back in the day, we, we had an elite series angler that we sponsored called Jeff. Uh, his name was Jeff Canella, and Jeff Canella turned us on to this, saying this was shoot, man, two thousand and three. Been a minute. It's been a minute. He turned us on to this, and we've been throwing this trailer on swim jigs. It's got the. It's got the. It's got the. Uh, Ultra vibe, uh, ultra chunk vibe, tails. chunk tails. Which when you when you start reeling these through the water on a swim jig, they go like this. They go right out like that, and they just pump and pull and freaking stir up the water. But the profile of the body, look at that body profile. Then we have the the new one up here too. That that's a swim bait profile. Yeah. Anyway, so there you have it. This is the third. Now, we, I mean, there's many options. We're just going with core. Nick, Nick, did you get that on camera when I whipped that out of my pocket like that? I mean, snap call. I, I might have missed that. That was a snap call. Yeah, that's, that's your money shot. You know, you get paid no, on those good shots. I, actually, the money shot, if anybody wants to laugh their ass off, rewind and watch George and Mike do their swimming motions without <laughs> any um, uh, voice. Sound? It's hilarious. <laughs> it's good Wait, for you. Hey. As long as we can make you laugh, Nick. As long as we can make you laugh, whatever it takes. It's good for you. Trust Wait, me. And you know what? We're old enough now that we don't give a shit. <laughs> True that. True that. Yeah. All right, George. Sorry about that. No, it's no, dude. Trust me. We're cool. Yeah. So the gill, you know, the menace to recap. Yeah. The D bomb. Yeah. And the horny toad. Yeah. That's how we roll. Yeah. Um, colors. Black and blue with a green pumpkin trailer or a watermelon red trailer or a watermelon candy trailer. Black and blue is really good in grass. Really good bluegill color. Yep, really good in grass. Green pumpkin with those same trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of your color range on your gills. Yeah. Or. Put it in a skirt. Gill. Yeah. Little chartreuse. Now, a lot of times, what we do on our trailers, on our gill baits, is we like to spike the claws, the tails, if you will, in chartreuse. And backing up for a minute to the crawl bait mm-hmm. in the spring, mm. orange mm. will vastly outperform chartreuse. Yes. Now, 
A little spike it orange on the crawl tails. For everybody listening, killer. for everybody listening, even on black and blue. For everybody listening in this show and who's been following us for a while now, that's got to be the thirtieth time that we mentioned spike it. Got to be. That's how important that stuff is to have in your boat. If you don't have it in your boat, you are making a huge freaking mistake. Spike it, spike it pens, magic, uh, what's that other stuff, George? JJ's. JJ's magic, magic uh, dye. I think, it's, I think it's important, Mike, on the crawl yeah. to really focus on the orange. Orange is a big deal. And I think it's really important on the gill yeah. to focus on the chartreuse. Yeah, I like I you know when I'm when I'm doing the the bluegill and the gill and and even even a little bit of perch in there, I like the summer crawl type of tra- trailer. Also, it's a green pumpkin chartreuse, and it's the chartreuse. If you have the green pumpkin, you can dip the tails in chartreuse and you get the same effect. But uh, FYI, now the shad color jigs in my world are more of a post spawn thing. You know, post-spawn, fish feeding up. Now you have, you know, shad spawning. Okay? Yeah. You have shad spawning. Yeah. Uh, the fish are feeding up. They're post-spawn. They're eating, you know, obviously bluegills, which we mentioned. But if there's a shad spawn, <laughs> like what we saw the other day. Yeah. You can, you could put up a... Uh, Parade of bluegills past. Look them. who chimed in right when you started going in the shad spawn. Shad Daddy. Right on. What's up, Shad Daddy? Right on. You know, and now Perfect you're going to be into your, your whites, you know, your blue glimmers. You're going to be into, but more importantly, the trailers. Okay? You're going to be into the boot foot swim bait. You're going to be into the fish. Mm-hmm. Right? The fish. Absolutely. Okay. Zaco, full size Zaco, little Zaco, yeah, the big bite bait, swim, swim on. on, swim on, um, the boot foot in a white mm-hmm. or a shad color, yeah, or a lab rat, mm-hmm. um, the the single curly tail grub, Mister mm-hmm. Tom Monsoor is never wrong. Mm. That's your shad colors, okay. We're talking colors, we're talking trailers, we're talking when. Now, not only is that shad color a player in post-spawn, but it's a player in fall. Big time. As we start getting into fall, we always like to say fish start looking up. Mm -hmm. And what these shallow water current-oriented fish do is they push bait up into trap areas. They push them up onto bars. They push them onto the the little deltas that form where little creeks run in. Mm-hmm. They push them up against grass, and they attack. And your swim jig is a player. And it's a single hook, high-ratio hookup. You can get them off the hook, and you can get back in quickly to keep things activated. Um, I mean, the swim jig is one of the most perfect baits ever made. Very, very. Very much so. And, Think of it as a spinnerbait without blades. You know, you talked a lot about grass. You talked a lot about, you know, that whole type of uh, setup, which I think it's really, really, really works. But you can also fish it, you know, around wood, laydowns, 
you know, docks. We've I've done well uh, swimming a jig around docks already, just kind of banging into the poles, you know, chucking it up along the poles and banging into it as much as you can. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways you can fish it, and and any way you would fish a chatterbait, any way you would fish a a spinnerbait, you fish the the, the, the swim jig. And I got a question for both of you guys. <clears throat> Wait. When do you guys choose uh, weight? And if you could hold off on the smallmouth comments, I want to kind of go smallmouth next. But wait, because I, I think I, I have really strong opinions on it. Mike. Go ahead, Nick. I mean, I prefer the 3 8 um, for most of what I'm fishing. Like if I'm fishing tidal water, I think the 3 8 probably works the best for me. Um, I'm thinking of one of the best days I had on a swim bait was at Raystown. And again, it, but it was shallower water in that grass you can no longer find. Mike. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I can see, I can't wait to hear what you guys say about a heavier swim jig. That's something I haven't really tinkered with too much. Yeah. I, I, I think I had most of my success on a three eighths ounce. Um, but uh, you know, when you're fishing eelgrass, I like a heavier jig. I like to get down in the in the grass and, and come through the wall. You know, so a, a half ounce jig kind of kind of plays that a little bit. But I think I think any time that you're swim jig fishing, you go light as light as possible. You know, um, for most of it, you know, go as light as you can and still do what you got to do. You know, be able to bang into the the grass and pull it through the grass and snatch it through the grass and and um, you know you know, uh, be able to control over top the grass. You know, in other words, a lot of times, like when I was out, you know, when I first threw it, it had to be above the grass and just ticking the tops of the grass. So you couldn't use a half ounce. It had to be a three-eighths ounce where you, you know, you just kind of shook your rod tip and brought it along. Um, I think when I get into, into some other techniques, then I go heavier, more heavier. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I have a couple um, keys that I go by. A, on tidal water, on a high tide, I always fish a half ounce. Always. Um, when I'm fishing my favorite Z-Man trailers, I always fish a half ounce because they're buoyant. Now, lower tides, um, three-eighths. So a lot of times... When I'm on a good swim jig bite, I have two rods rigged up, three-eighths and a half, because I just, I mean, I don't mind retying the jig, but I just, if it's one of them kind of days where it's swim jig day, I want two rods rigged up. Uh, so I'll have a three-eighths and I'll have a half. Hardly ever do I throw a quarter. I just, now, I mean, for, for typical largemouth scenarios, hardly ever do I throw a quarter. <laughs> Now the, which which could in some situations be the wrong a bad thing. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, and 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 I carry a couple. Yeah, I have one little slot on the end of the box that has a couple quarters in it because if you get a really killer bite and the tide sucks out, and you got very little water over the grass, you know you can pull those fish up almost like they're coming after a top water on a swim jig. Mm-hmm. I like um, I, I I mean I could even see fishing a lot a lot of quarter around wood so you're not digging so deep in the wood. I don't know. I just, I'm going to say this. I don't fish it much, but 
I, I'm I, I'm glad I asked this question when I did, and I'm really glad you guys answered it the way you did because I like the answers. But I'm gonna make a big time case for the compact swim jig. So we have a now this bait right here is seven sixteenths of an ounce. Love it. Okay, here's a little Schmitty from. Hayabusa, Brian Schmidt signature jig, half ounce. These are basically the same weight. Look at that profile difference. Mm-hmm. So the smaller profile jig doesn't necessarily have to be the lighter jig. Here it is in a quarter of an ounce. Okay, and look at the hook. Light wire hook. So the two things I want to point out on the on the on the Compact jig is a good hook, but not necessarily a heavy duty beefy hook. Uh, we're put we're carrying a smaller trailer. We have a smaller profile. Okay, you know if we're fishing the the Zayco, we're fishing the little Zayco. If we're fishing the swim bait, we're fishing the little dipper. If we're fishing a grub, you know we're cutting a little bit off of our missile twin turbo. Um, or we're nipping a little bit off of our menace grub. Um, and that small profile, say, in a three-eighths or slightly less, will do very, very nicely in a situation where you need the finesse of a quarter. Plus, it's super optimum for smallmouth. I mean, smallmouth love them some swim jig. They do, and I, they they like a they like a standard to compact size jig. They don't like the real big profile, generally speaking. And you don't need the big hooks in them. You know, if you can get something with just a little bit smaller hook, that's that's, that's important. The key. You know, but a little lighter wire. Yeah, a little bit lighter wire hook. You know, um, absolutely. A little lighter wire. Um, I mean, a standard hook like. You know the grass ripper from ever uh, from Evergreen with the Gamagatsu hook. It's a nice strong hook, but it's not a it's not a gaff. No, great smallmouth size. Yeah, you know green and these are both these are these are both ways. The green fish tackle, um, you know even the dirty jig. Even though it has a little bit bigger hook in the standard dirty jig swim jig, but my money is with the mini. And the quarter ounce tour grade, and I really like this Ike Mini. I like the Ike Mini because it's small, but you, you know, in, it's heavy. And any kind of current, like like smallmouth current that you're into, like river fishing, it you can cut through that and get down and sink it alongside the ledges. You can sink it down alongside the grass beds and get to the bottom real quick. And uh, they really like it on the bottom. Uh, I've had fantastic success with the with that. They like it re- real close to the bottom. They they like it scooting along like a like a and it's a player like a like a crayfish, you know. Um, that's ca- that's kind of like the smallmouth category. So, so a couple of other uh, uh, tips, I, I, tips, but just kind of bring it to light is the retrieve that George was talking about. You know, over top of the grass. Um, if you ever watch some of those really great guys, you know, they just shake their rod. They, when they're reeling, they're shaking their rod. That's the Alabama shake. Yeah, so, you know, when you throw that out, what that's what that's doing is it's bringing that, that, that swim jig in, not just straight through the water like this, but 
it's it's you know it's allowing it to you know to drop through the water and it is they're all they're doing is just throwing slack in the line and allowing that thing to dip i like the alabama shake uh, you know dip that thing I in um i think when you're in heavier grass you know uh and you're really trying to keep it above it i think that's really important to, to, to let to shake that thing and let it get down in the grass and rip it free but you can also just throw into that grass and reel into it and and load the rod up and just really pop it free and and create strikes that way too. So, you know, uh, and then the other way is just like I when I first did it, honest to God, I I threw it out. And I just straight one. I just straight wound that thing as fast as I could. I th- a matter of fact, I think I there's kind of like two schools of thought. I think I actually even had a half ounce on because I was flipping, and I, I had a reel fast because I was getting too deep into the grass. So I was you know, when it, but you know what, that's that's the way they wanted it that day. They wanted it real quick. So. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you you need to you need to do you need to you know change up your your retrieve change up your speeds change your color all the time you know don't just try uh, green pumpkins uh, swim swim jig and say well they're not eating a swim jig you know you got to try a couple of different colors mess around a little bit with it but also in the back of your mind understand it doesn't always work. But when it does, it's absolutely magical, and we all have the, had those days. Nick, Nick, you, you, I know you have. Um, so, George, <coughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? You're spreading your disease. No, to me. I think it's the pollen. You, there's no pollen in here. We're in a store. You just yeah. spread your disease to me. Pollen's everywhere in here. Yeah, the pollen. Pollen's just. <laughs> my truck was yellow this morning, I man. I see it just coming out of the out of the woodwork. My truck was literally yellow this morning. George is poisoning me. Now, guys, I want to go around the around the room again because my next segment is called Tips and Tricks. Mm. I know, you know, mm. I'm kind of throwing hand grenades at you because you guys haven't had a chance to prep. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you have, but you're busy. I get it. Mm. Um. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, right. Mm. Right. So, I personally have several tips and tricks that I think are vitally important to successful swim jig fishing. And what I would like to do is talk to you guys about any aspect of swim jigs, from the jig itself to the technique to the tackle, that you feel is... One of your little signature moves. And I'm going to start with you, cameraman, Nick. I hate to throw the heat on you like that, but, you know. Life's That's not bullshit, always, Nick. <laughs> life's That's not always fair, bro. Hey, it's all right. I drew the, the small straw here. Uh, no, that's fine. Um, my only tip is, you know, on those days, and this is just me, because I have a question then for you guys, but just me, one of those days where nothing uh, flashy is working, you know, it seems like everything's just slow. Don't be afraid to throw that swim jig because it's that finesse style bait. And those bass, believe it or not, sometimes that finesse style bait will fire them up even when they don't feel like it. It's the beauty of it. Yeah, and one thing that you said earlier, George, is it's so versatile, which is the greatest thing about a jig in general. We mm-hmm. talk about jigs all the time. Your light, your eyes light up whenever we talk about jigs. I love it, man. Mm-hmm. And you can just do so much with it. So get it on there, try it out, and like Mike said, give it more than an hour. 
So your you your 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 big thing is is a confidence thing on a tough day when the fish aren't reacting to flash bang boom. Mm-hmm. That's a trigger in your mind to to rig up a swim jig and slow roll it through their cover. Well, right, because most of the time. If you're having a swim jig tied on, you probably also have a spinner bait tied on. You probably also have a chatter bait tied on. And that's not happening. And it's not happening. So what do we always do? We go back to the old reliable Sanko or, or something mm. like that. Well, who wants to do that if you don't have to? And you still want to trigger those fish. Right. You still want to trigger but try those fish. slower, subtle. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff, Nick. Good stuff, Nick. Good Mike? stuff, Nick. Tips and tricks. Well, my tip for you is is to make sure you fish your swim jigs on 15-pound test fluorocarbon. It is critical that you do that. It gives you the casting distance, gives you the ability to control your depth a little bit, but also have heavy enough line to get that fish out of there. But it gives you that, that ability for that jig to really work good through the water. It's not so stiff. And number two is 8-to-1 gear ratio. Ooh. I'm not an 8-to-1 gear ratio guy. Really not an 8-to-1 gear ratio guy. I've never been. I was always anti. It sounds like you've been on GDP's boat. I learned a lot from that guy. I'm going to come swim jig fishing. And my swim jig fishing went through the ceiling when I started using the 8-to-1 and 15-pound test fluorocarbon in all situations. So the line, I think, is a, is a really key factor for – you know, the casting and allowing that bait to really work through the water real nice and uh, being able to control a, 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 a three-eighths ounce jig real good or a half-ounce jig real good, but that speed of that reel, you can really feel it. You know, I always thought an eight-to-one reel was you're overpowering all your stuff, but it's really not. It took me minutes just to be able to get onto that. It took me just minutes. Uh, two or three casts, and I was already figuring out exactly what I needed to do with that reel. But it also allowed me to control the depth of that jig perfectly, you know, without killing myself all day long. You know, it really allowed me to control that depth of that jig. So that's my that's my gig. I like that. But I have two also. It's good. So first of all, uh, my my tip has to do with the, the, the trailer on the bait. And and what I'm going to do here, I'm not going to I'm not going to rig this. I'm just going to kind of hold it together real quick. So this would be my completed. I still hate fluorocarbon, Greg. I don't have this to like it. This would be my completed jig, right? Now, do you see how the skirt is interfering with the tail? So, my first tip for you is, is make sure after you're rigged up that you scissor away or trim, as they say, that skirting so your tails can move freely. Mm. Because the skirting will... It's amazing what one strand of skirt will do. A, a couple strands is even worse. Yeah, one strand will screw your I mean, stuff it, up, man. And, and your, your tails aren't tailing. And, uh, yeah. you know... I'm just telling you right now, uh, and Mike and I are simpatico on this one. Telling you. It is so, so, so critical to trim your jig so that those, if you have one or two strands that are getting down in your tail, that that one tail is going to do this, and as the other one's working. 
well, you're working it, and it just screws yeah, your action up. You just don't get that vibration. You, you don't, don't get that kick. You don't yeah. get that. It depends. Now, if you're using a twin tail, it's really bad. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You if get you're one, using a crawl style, get, it's really bad. You get one that just kind of, yeah. you know, just hangs there. I mean, it just looks like he's having a bad night at a party. <laughs> um, yeah. My second tip, okay, and let's look at some of these jigs. So, these are beautiful swim jigs, okay? You know, we have D&L with the head design. You know, most of your swim jigs have the nice, pointy... This has the encapsulated eye molded in. little lighter weed guard. My point is we have beautiful jigs here, right? Hack. Uh, you know, uh, um, um, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, we got the Hackney jig here. Um, you know, I got that designed with that. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, we love Greg Hackney, and we love his jigs, but they're beautiful, so... My point is this, you know, now maybe not so much on something like a greenfish because they're tied, okay? So we have to differentiate. Greenfish is a custom jig shop. Mm-hmm. They tie their skirts. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Perfect. We're not have to mess with these. Mm-hmm. Uh, evergreen, okay? Tied, right? Tied. We don't mess with tied. Premium skirt, gamagatsu hook, bullet-shaped head. Uh, where, where, what are you getting at here? I'm long-winded. Little Schmitty, tied, okay? But let's go back to quality jigs like Dirty Jig. Let's go back to quality jigs like Ike's Mini. Let's go back to quality jigs that are not tied. I carry little tiny itty-bitty zip ties. Ah, that's that's where you were going with Little this. bitty, yeah. itty-bitty zip ties, right? Yeah. I bought a lifetime supply one time. <laughs> when I was bored out of my freaking head at the Harrisburg Sports Show on, like, day 98. <laughs> and I went over to the, I went over to the, you know, yeah. tool booth, yeah. you know, that had the, I everything's that. 88 cents, and I bought a thing of zip ties about this big. Yeah. And I put them in every boat, every glove box, every tackle box, and I'll put that zip tie on there. And over top of the rubber collar, I get everything where I want it skirt-wise, and then I zip that down. Mm-hmm. And before I trim it, I take my side cutters, I grab that zip tie against the body, and I rotate like that, and it gets a couple more clicks out of it. Yeah. And then I trim it with a side cutter. Yeah. And now, why do I do that? You never have to worry about it pulling down, number one. You, you don't know, have, you never have to worry about dry rot, number two. What do we do when we <laughs> reel our baits through the grass and we pick up grass for the 999th yeah. time? You know, we don't slap the water, but we we skip the water yeah. to clean it off. Doesn't pull the skirt down. Right. Yep. Or or when you get that short strike, what do we say? Oh, I yeah. pulled my pants down. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. No. Okay, so no. those were my two tips to you on good. Good ones. the jig. I think they were good, all good tips. Hey, is there ever a moment that you've tried braid on your swim jig? Yeah. What'd you think? It has to be, I have to be swimming a jig through full-blown pads. And I don't like it. I like fluorocarbon better. Uh, but if I'm in a hell of a freaking pad bite, I can at least cut those big stalks in half with the braid. 
Tell me that real heavy grass too. Real heavy, super heavy grass, you know, where you're you're like uh you're in June-ish, end of June-ish, beginning of July, things really getting kind of heated. Let's there's, talk about the there, there's a few times where that that'll work really well. Let's talk about the rods and the reels that go along with this line. Now, we all have our own favorites and our own styles. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna lead off here. So and when I'm fishing, and I identify my fishery, okay? If I'm smallmouth fishing on my beloved Susquehanna River, bartender, <laughs> um, you know, I'm dealing with open water. I'm dealing with, you know, a four-pound maximum fish. I'm dealing with a lighter wire hook. I'm going to a medium heavy rod. Now this is going to be the same rod that I throw a spinner bait on in that situation. It's going to be the same rod I throw a chatter bait on in that situation. And I don't get all bogged down on taper. Yeah, if you want to throw an extra fast, go right ahead. If you want to throw a fast, go right ahead. And the reason why I'm, I feel that way is not to be you know, indifferent, but you, you're going to develop your casting and your hook setting around that. And I, I like medium heavy in that scenario. Now, if you take me, and this is a Zodius, they build this rod in a 7-foot, they build this rod in a 7-2, pick your rod. I mean, I like them all. But I picked this one up because it's such a light, fun rod to fish with. Yeah. Grab that tip there, Nick. I like a seven two medium heavy for most of my my jig. That's swim a, that's jig. what a fast taper looks like. That means that we come back thirty percent of the rod, and then we transfer into backbone. Okay, I like that. If you like extra fast, then if you like it, I love it. You know, go go with it. I like fast. Now, Mike, I like the stiffer tip. Chop out of the grass. Chop out of your cover. You know, when we get on you know. on our big fish water. And around grass, I go right to the heavy. Okay, so I do the same rod, but in a heavy. It's actually the same rod I frog with. Frog with. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, could go, I could go heavy big time when it gets real heavy grass. But, you know, if you get like a 7-2 medium heavy, that, that, that will also, you know, so you don't have to have a couple different rods. Right. It, a 7-2 medium heavy will do everything. But like George said, when we get into some of those situations that – that little bit lighter, just, you know, shorter rod is fine. It's it's great if you have a lot of rods. Uh, this, but that medium heavy is killer. And I don't really like extra fast for it, but that's fine. Extra fast is fine. It's it's uh, it's it's fine. I like something that when you're reeling that thing along and you feel that that thing loading up with grass, you can pop your rod and you can clean it with a with a, a little bit more of a fast taper where it's stiff all the way out to the end clean it real nice if you have a real extra fast you gotta kind of pop pop twice to kind of clean it you know a little stiffer rod out out there like that you can clean it quicker and then you'll get some more of your cast out of it it's all about percentage of your of your cast that's makes the difference you know you have you're only going to make so many casts a day and and you know what percentage of them are going to be fished the best you know there's there's a percentage of, of time so however we can clean our Jig off better, that's that's what you want to do. 
I really think you develop your technique around your, your tackle. I, I do, and I agree with Mike 100%. Now, cameraman Nick is quite the rod mechanic. I mean, he's he's uh, dialed into the intricacies of the rod enough that St. Croix saw fit to put him on their field staff. I think he, ga- he gave the rod away. They'd probably be what you that's, like, huh? That's the exact rod. <laughs> yeah. well, there's actually two. Yeah. Because of what you guys both said. Like, my all-around one is going to be the grunt. The victory grunt. It's a seven foot one, medium heavy. Yeah, it's 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 not going to overpower the jig. Plus, I like castability, mm-hmm. so I like that. The medium heavy is perfect. If you have to get in that gnarly stuff, you could move up to the general or the marshal. I'm sorry, the seven foot three, medium heavy, and it's going to be a little bit stiffer, a little bit more backbone to it. But I'm same taper with that grunt. Yeah. Well, if anybody from Saint Croix is watching. Please turn the show off immediately and go back to building rods because we're out. Yeah, we need them. We need lots of them. Lots of them. Okay? Just just put them on a box and ship them. Yeah. Yeah, 7-4, St. Croix, Victory, Medium Heavy. Danny Pouse loves that rod. Uh, 733 or 734 Dobbins, that's a, that's a, that's a medium heavy or a heavy power. Um, uh, Nick, Nick, cost uh, meter. Cosk meter, Nikki K. Nikki K. Boys call. All right, and uh, you know, so there's a, there is oh, a lot. Mills. Millsy, he's braid in the veg, fluoro in the open. Well, water. that's the other thing. You you know, if say you only have a, a medium heavy, and you get in that heavy cover, the braid will make up for it. You know, you know, if 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 you don't have like sixty eight million rods like like some people do, and you only have five rods to go out with, or you're a co angler. Say you're a co angler, right? And uh, you're fishing with you're fishing with a guy, and all of a sudden he says, "Oh, we're going we're going swim jig fishing in the heavy grass, or we're going in the heavy grass." And you want to throw a swim jig, and all you have is a medium heavy, but you have a, another rod over there that has fifty pound braid in it or a forty pound braid on it. Well, just switch switch, switch to the the reel over on a medium heavy, and now you kind of made up for the medium heavy, and 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 uh, it'll act like a heavy for you. And I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because a lot of people are co anglers fishing the back of the boat. Yeah. When you're a co-angler, you fish in the back of the boat, you should be choosing rods that are going to be very versatile for you, mm-hmm. which is what we bring up all the time. Yeah. And what you can do that takes up less room is put an extra reel or two sure. in your bag. Absolutely. And switch things around as you go. Excellent. I, I did it last weekend. There you go. I didn't like the line that I had. I wanted a braid to a leader. I had straight floor on the rod. What did it take me? Three minutes? Mm-hmm. Screwed one off, screwed one on, restrung the guides and tied it up. Yeah. Took a minute and a half to do it, uh, another minute and a half to see well enough to string up the guides. Yeah, so, you know, all you <laughs> all you got, kayak fi- kayak fishermen, you could take extra reels and shove them down in your in your basket, shove them down in your in your kayak and n- just know that if a situation comes about and you don't have a rod with 20-pound fluorocarbon on it or 40 pound braid or 50 pound braid that you might need to make that rod work the way it's supposed to be in this cover that you're fishing. Absolutely. You can make that adjustment. And, and, uh, and, in in fishing a swim jig, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's going to be times where that braid is going to make a big giant difference for you. Even though I like to, I like a 15 fluorocarbon that's for a certain type of fishing. There's a certain part of the year where it just, that's not going to work. And I have to go something heavier or, Go to, and and go, you're going to run into that as you're fishing. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Kind of takes me back to like one of the things I like to do on a on a tournament, whether it's a one day or a multi day tournament. 
my last day of practice. Yeah. As I get into that situation. Yeah. Like I'm not the guy that's sitting out at the house tying up rods because I start in the morning. Oh, I got to change this rod to braid. I sit down, I power pole down, I make that change. That rod's now set up. Yeah. And I do that rod by rod, and I kind of feel like I'm dialing it in as I go. And a lot of that has to do with I carry my line bag with me. Another thing is I carry a couple extra reels with me. I love the yeah. I love the guys that are kicking in. I carry this, I carry that. Yeah. Like, for example, this topic is a prime example of that. Yeah. Because to Tom Mills' point, there is a situation where that fluorocarbon ain't going to get it. That's right. And you better have 50-pound exactly braid right. ready to rock and That's roll. That's exactly right. You know, uh, you can't talk and general, general, uh, generalize your top, your, your points. You can't generalize it because there's so much that goes on in um, this type of fishing. Flipping, it's another one. You know, there's, there's frogging. That's another one. You know, you can't just generalize it because it gets really specific for certain types of cover. Open water, uh, swim jig fishing, um, sparse grass, springtime spring, swim jig fishing, wood fishing around the wood, swim jig fishing, uh, summertime swim jig fishing when the grass is up or the vegetation's up or the fish move in deeper water. And you want to swim jig in deeper water. Somebody commented on here, how deep a water do you fish a swim jig? It's typically a shallow water thing, but shallow water is 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 where you're fishing. So, you know, uh, you've mentioned Raystown Lake, shallow water. Yeah, you might be fishing shallow water, but that could be all the way out to 10 or 12 feet. Yeah, it's relative to where it's you're relative fishing. relative to where you're at. So, you know... Uh, that's, might, a, that's a good point. Yeah, you might find yourself throwing that half-ounce jig on that deep grass line, and, but you're swimming a jig. So, I mean, I'm not saying... And that, it's interesting because we carry some three-quarter-ounce swim jigs. Yeah. Just like we carry three-quarter, an ounce and a quarter chatterbaits. Yeah. It's for those situations. Yeah, there's it's 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 relative to where you're at and what... I the, don't go what, down that path. Oh, I don't either. I go to a different presentation i i, I, I do too but i'm I'll saying bet you we might be missing the boat on deep i grass. guarantee you if you if, know i guarantee we, you are mike and i fish some deep grass that well, who's our boy that lives up there at summer Ra- Ra- race town Gar- our garmin buddy mark mark he swim jig fishes in 15 foot of water sure he does on deep grass on deep grass he's the one that told me about it he lives yeah. on the lake, and he whacks him. He's a hammer. Yeah. All right, boys. I went I went through the run-through. Um, I, I think thought, we covered it well. I love it. I love it. If you guys like it, I freaking love it. I'm so happy with this show. Yeah, we have, um, we, have, uh, we have a lot of swim jig rods here. We have a ton of them. There's well, every company has them. Too many. We have them here. But we also do have like the Fitzgerald rod from uh, our boy um, Schmitty. Schmitty, this this guy's won a, a dollar or two, a dollar or two on it, and he designed a seven one medium heavy. That's a great, great, great swim jig rod. And our late friend who passed away, who is a G Loomis nutcase, always said to me. That that rod for swim jig fishing for him with his castability of it was his favorite rod for swim jig fishing. So 
There's different rods throughout, but uh, you guys can call here. You can ask us about your equipment. You can, um, you know, you know, stop in and talk to us, pick our brains about what a swim jig rod really should be and what you have, and we can say, well, this w- with what you have, this is what we would do. You know, this is what we would do to make that thing work properly for you. So there's a lot of – you don't need to run out and buy a swim jig rod. There's a lot of pe- things – They're that you, very versatile. You have them. You have them in your arsenal. But if you want some of that specialized stuff, we have that too. We have that that absolute specialized stuff from the best people in the world. If you do, um, they're come here. see me. Yeah. I'm your Huckleberry. All right. So I'm going to say it again. The buy-in for the SummerSlam tournament, which we've all been waiting for, SummerSlam 2023 down on the Chesapeake Bay, going out of Anchor Marine in the Northeast River, is May the 21st. The buy-in period starts tomorrow. The buy-in, the buy-in is $250 of our sponsors, Shimano, G. Loomis, Jackal, and PowerPro are the companies that sponsor this event and help us out, George and I, to be able to pay out $8,000 uh, cash. Plus. Plus. $8,000 plus. We don't, we don't, it's, it's always changed a couple dollars over. The more boats, the more money. Yeah. We want you guys to fish this tournament. We want you to, to be involved in tournament fishing. We want you to see what the excitement's about. We want you to, to maybe, maybe it's something you don't want to do. I know, um, you know, uh, Brian's uh, boy's thinking about doing. Never fished a tournament ever, ever in his life. His best friend bought a boat. They're thinking about getting into it. I pushed them along like crazy. I thought they should do it. Uh, they're going to love it. They're absolutely going to love it. And, and guess what he's getting out of it? He's getting a fishing rod and reel out of it. So um, let's make it happen. Uh, tomorrow starts to buy in. You guys, if you have any questions on this tournament, please give us a call. All right, Nick. Great show, guys. Are you good, buddy? I'm great. All right. Brian, are you good? Stallion's good. Until next time, we'll see all you guys on the next Tackle Shop Live. Just what I feel Please tell me